the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Isios. Hey fam, welcome back. Really excited for you today. You're going to learn a lot. We got Ben Azadi joining us. Get out your pens, get out your notepads, get out your whatever it is you use to write. <laughs> get it out because there's going to be a lot of information coming at you here. Ben Azadi is a master of the keto diet. If you don't know what that is, you're going to learn about it right now. So um, the ketogenic diet has had profound effects on people's health, weight loss, mental, mental performance, mental clarity, a whole ton of stuff. I'm not going to get into it all right now, but we're going to dive in. Really exciting, lots of energy in this. And like I said, you're going to learn a lot. So make sure you listen to this right till the end. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button. I want you guys to stay on top of all the episodes. And at the end of the show, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Okay, I appreciate you guys. Ben Azadi. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. My next guest was obese most of his life and was addicted to drugs and video games. He was also experiencing suicidal thoughts, but then had a realization at 24 years of age, he had to turn his life around. He has now gone on to become a three-time best-selling author and the go-to source for everything keto and intermittent fasting. His books are The Perfect Health Booklet, The Intermittent Fasting Cheat Sheet, and The Power of Sleep. He is also known as the health detective because he investigates dysfunction. He educates instead of medicating and helps people bring their bodies back to normal function. So really excited to get into this. There's going to be all kinds of amazing talks here about health and transformation and everything. So really excited to have him on. Ben Azadi, welcome to the show, man. Oh, thank you so much, Lance. I'm grateful to be here with you. Thank you for the opportunity. That's a great name, by the way. <laughs> Is it? You know what it means? It means, so it's, it's uh, from Iran. My parents immigrated from the Middle East in the 70s. Oh, cool. So Azadi, which is my last name, it stands for freedom in Farsi. So my last name means freedom, which is so appropriate because I live in the land of the free and I'm always grateful for that. That's awesome. One of my, uh, one of my best friends was, is, uh, is Persian. So like I got to know a lot of the Persian foods and exactly. kind of some of the, there's a lot of Vancouver too. So they're all amazing people, man. Very, very friendly people. Yeah. The culture is amazing. The food's yeah. amazing. I didn't know there was a, a lot of them in Vancouver. That's awesome. Not very keto friendly. Some of the foods, but I mean, for the rice, a big, right. big pile of rice, you got your kebab you got your tomato yeah. all great though. Yeah. The kebab is keto friendly, yeah, but the sure. rest of it, yeah, not so much. Awesome, man. So really excited to have you on. Let's dive into your story. Take us back. Tell us about your journey, being obese, what was going on and, you know, kind of how you got out of all that. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm very healthy, man, lean, you know, you wouldn't guess just by looking at me today that I was very much unhealthy growing up. My mom worked at Kentucky fried chicken. Okay. Uh, she worked overtime. She had actually three jobs, Kentucky fried chicken. She worked at this basket place and Walgreens. So she would bring me KFC doing the best she can as a single mother raising me. And she would bring me ch chicken, every fried chicken every night. And I would eat that. I was, I was playing video games all the time. Madden football. I was really good at it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, my, and I did a lot of drugs. I, hang out with the, I hung out with the wrong kids here in Miami Beach. And my lifestyle was just terrible. And it showed with my body. I was obese growing up. 
I was bullied, picked on. I was that kid with just low confidence, low self-esteem. I was afraid to be in the outdoor setting because I would have to either in Miami, a lot of these outdoor activities, you would take your shirt off, you would go to the pool, you would go to the beach. I, I didn't want to do that. I, I would hide from that. So that uh, seeped into my early adulthood, uh, 24 years old. My ex-girlfriend broke up with me. Uh, we were together for about four years. She, she broke up with me because it was going nowhere, which was true. It was not going anywhere. Uh, I was playing video games like seven to eight hours a day, working at a, a packing and shipping store that was very uninspiring. And I was obese. I weighed, at that point, 250 pounds. Wow. And um, not just physically obese, Lance, but mentally obese. The, the way I used to speak to myself inside of my head it's been, it's been said that we think, we think about 60,000 thoughts per day. For me, 59,998 of those thoughts were just negative, destroying myself, self-limiting belief, self beliefs. And I was rock bottom, dude. I was depressed. I was afraid to be in a room by myself because I would think of ways to kill myself. I would go on Google and look for ways to end my life. And every time I did that, I would think about my mother and what I would leave for her if I did that. And it would stop me from pursuing that. So I came to the realization that I, I got to do, I got to make a decision here. Either I could take my life or I got to climb out of this hole that I dug myself into. So enter books. If you're watching this, you see books behind me. I started reading books for the first time in my life in school. I hated to read and I just did the bare minimum to get by this point in my life, I was desperate for anything. So I started reading books. My friends were recommending books to me. Uh, and I came across Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer, uh, the amazing Wayne Dyer, who's passed on now. You're familiar with yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And he said in one of the books, if other people were the cause for your problem, problems, you would have to hire a psychiatrist for the world in order for you to get better. Meaning, you got to take responsibility for your life. And at that point, I was not taking responsibility. I was blaming my enabling family members, my, my friends, my environment, anything and everything except for myself. So I decided to take full responsibility for where I'm at in my life. And I started actually getting better. If you fast forward nine months from that decision to take full responsibility, I lost 80 pounds. So I went from 250 pounds to around 170. I went from 34% body fat to 6% body fat. So for me, this was huge. First time in my life, I got six-pack abs. I always wanted it. But you know what was more importantly, more important than the physical appearance? I transformed my mental health. I went and I carved out a mental six-pack. And that's where it all started for me when, it, when I got into the health space. That was about 11 years ago now. Oh, I love it, man. I love the mindset, the, the mental side of it. Okay, so... Tell us more about what you did. Like what was some of the, what was sort of the impact or like some of the things that you had to do? Because that's hard, man. Like when, even when you eat, let's say you eat two days worth of McDonald's or something. I, I used to do that in the past, you know. You're depressed, man. Like you're, you're, you're in that, you're like, I need more of this to get out of this. Like it's like a never, it, and I can't imagine, I wasn't ever obese, but I, I definitely gained weight after I played sports. And you start to get into that rut of eating fast food. But a lot of times people stay in that rut because there's nothing that's, they're not tough enough mentally or they're not, they don't have the tools to get out of it. Like what are some of the things that you applied in your life to get yourself out of there? Because that's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. And I, I, for me, it was 
I was consuming fast food as well. And I was consuming drugs and video games because I was not living on purpose with my purpose. So I was just doing anything to kind of numb myself. So books is what helped me. Uh, I, I believe, I, I believe uh, Jim Rohn said it best. Jim Rohn said, motivation and inspiration is like taking a shower. That's, we require it daily. Yeah, so yeah. reading a book every single day, listening to a passage, watching a YouTube video, listening to this podcast, which is an amazing podcast that you're doing here. Thanks, bro. Yeah, having this in front of you on a consistent basis will help you develop that healthy habit or any habit. It takes 66 days to develop a new habit, good or bad. So if you can just go 66 days with doing something positive, you're going to be there and you're going to be a lot better and your future self is going to thank you for it. One of my favorite quotes is from Charles uh, Munger. He said, the chains of habits are too weak to be felt until they are too strong to be broken. So, you know, 66 days of putting in the effort and you're going to have uh, a GPS for the life you want to create. That's amazing. I, um, you talked about, you've been in the, the health industry for about what, 10, 12 years, right? So, right. Yeah. 11 years. Okay. So we're around the same age. I think like I'm, I was born in 83. You're born in 84, I believe. Yep. So, okay. So perspective in, what we were taught 10 years ago, what I learned in sports was a lot different than, than now. What are some of the things back then that you used? Because obviously you, well, maybe you were into the low, like the keto style, but like what, how did you, what diet did you eat or did you just kind of eliminate things initially back then? Yeah. Good question. So when I went through that transformation, which was about 11 years ago, I got my nutrition advice from men's health magazine and, and uh, blogs, right? <laughs> Online blogs. Classic. <laughs> Classic, exactly. And that advice helped me get some initial results, but that advice was not the best advice. So what did I do? I counted my calories. I ate every two to three hours. I exercised like a machine, seven days a week for months. Anything that I would have done to change what I was doing would have yielded me results because I had never worked out in my life. My diet was such crap. So any change would have helped. Yeah. So I lost the weight. And here's an important lesson to be learned with my transformation. I lost the weight. I had this amazing physical transformation, but I didn't feel that healthy. I had the six pack, but I, I had acne, right? I had uh, uh, gut issues. I had bloating. Um, so I didn't, I was kind of one of those fit, sick people. And uh, then I, and then I kind of started studying different avenues and studying the vegan diet. Actually, I got into to veganism and I went all in into the vegan diet and I was a strict vegan for a year and a half. And um, the first few months were great. It had a lot of results on that. And then I plateaued, but I put myself in this box that I just stuck with it. I thought this was the best diet for us all. And you know, I'm saving the world and not eating animals. And uh, eventually I got sick from it and, and I didn't feel good. And I, and I started up my own CrossFit gym in Miami and I couldn't even work out because I would be so sore. Um, so what I did is I started studying other guys like Paul check, who's, uh, down in Southern California. He's like, the, he's the godfather of yeah. holistic health. And I read his book, how to eat, move and be healthy. And he was talking about how, you know, the vegan diet is not necessarily a, a healthy approach long-term. So I did blood work. My blood work showed that I had some wonky hormones. Testosterone was just plummeting. Things were, were not looking good. So I then decided to go into the, to the keto diet. And that's when I started studying the keto diet. This was about six years ago. And uh, the results were just amazing. And that's where it all started with keto. Did you start with kind of like the, like the Atkins style? Like, was it more, I mean, that, is that how you were introduced to it? 
or no it wasn't although a lot of people are introduced to it through, through that way yeah. it was through um, keto clarity which is a book from jimmy moore and uh the science and art of low carbohydrate performance by jeff bullock and St stephen finney yeah. uh, i read those books to start with and then i just started uh learning from other books as well so it wasn't an atkins approach it was uh, it was a true keto approach and um i was even testing my blood ketones this was like when there was like six dollars a ketone strip back then so if you messed up it was like damn it that's six dollars now it's a lot cheaper but oh, back yeah. then it was not as mainstream that's fascinating man because i think about just being involved in health and i'm like you i you know i've been following dr mercola since like 2007 2008 when coconut oil you couldn't get coconut oil anywhere you couldn't you couldn't get um what else was there? There was just stuff that he talked about that was so out of anyone's realm. But like back then it was like low carb was this taboo, like this ketogenic thing was like, well, no, like don't even go there kind of thing. And then it gets grouped in with the Atkins and, the, and then it turns into this like, oh, did you hear what happened to, to Atkins? And then it gets into this yeah. like stigma. How did you, so what, what my question is, is there, how did you, kind of differentiate that and maybe sort of explain to people how a low carb like like that is different than the keto like and how you know that's the main differences for people that don't know because obviously people know about keto but some people don't know the differences between those kind of things so maybe could you get some clarity to them on you know how that works yeah it's a great question lance because you know there's a lot of miscon misconceptions out there and confusion the Atkins diet was in the 80s, Dr. Atkins, and that was low carb. So there were similarities there. They were both low carb, keto and Atkins, both low carb. However, Atkins was high fat and high protein. And Atkins didn't differentiate between the type of fats you should be eating. Big, big difference right there. So a true healthy keto diet, the way I teach it, has low carbs, moderate protein, and you eat the right fats. It's not just any fat. So that's the big difference right there. I want your listeners and, and viewers to understand that although the keto diet is one of the most searched terms on Dr. Google, it's not a fad, it's a fact. It's been around since the dawn of humankind. Our ancestors for thousands and thousands of years were in ketosis. Every baby who's getting breast milk from their mother is in ketosis because breast milk has saturated fat and cholesterol and the baby produces ketones because the brain, which needs development, is 60% fat and 25% of the body's cholesterol is in the brain. So ketones, it's a, it's a physiological process. Ketogenesis, the creation of ketones. The liver produces it to fuel the body. Now, the, the body could only choose two sources of fuel. Either we're burning sugar or we're burning fat. We have 70 trillion cells, and our cells can only choose sugar or fat. There's a problem with burning sugar as our primary fuel source. If you look at the byproducts that are created to burn sugar, glucose, it's a long list. So I compare that to a diesel truck driving down the highway, speeding with a lot of smoke coming out of its exhaust pipe. It's probably not gonna get to the, their destination, they're gonna crash, and it's not healthy for the environment, all that toxic smoke. When you're burning sugar, glucose as your primary fuel source, that's what it's like inside of your cells. Mm. Now let's say you teach your body, let's convert to burning fat and producing ketones. It's like Elon Musk, Tesla. It's clean energy. It's beautiful. It'll get to your destination safer. So do you want to have a clean energy source or a dirty fuel source like sugar? That is the difference between burning sugar and burning fat. Most people, 
90% of Americans or more are sugar burners. And that's why there's so much disease and sickness out here. So uh, I hope I answered your question there. Man, you're so good at explaining that. You are like one, probably, yeah, one of the best, if not the best I've heard explain this stuff. So this, it's, that's why I wanted to ask you because sometimes people get confused and it's, it's a lot of scientific information, you know, and people get overwhelmed and being able to explain it in a way that's easy for people to digest is half the battle, right? I mean, you could see a bunch of like someone like Dr. Rhonda Patrick, amazing, but man, it's all science. It's all, I get lost. I love it, but I, I, it's hard for me to retain that. Right. So I feel like that's why a lot of people get confused or get a little bit down because they just, they're like, what? I can't understand this. Right. So um, yeah, totally. And, and I love that stuff because I'm a science nerd, yeah. but Me for, too. Uh, for, yeah, and, but most people they're it's going to go over their head. It's just going to yeah. be like, oh, you, you lost me. You're, you're making me burn glucose in my brain and I can't <laughs> function. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for what you said. Yeah, no problem. So how has it been a challenge though, since seeing the change in the last 10 years and seeing how things, I mean, obviously the ketogenic diet has been around, but you know, this is a form of a challenge or adversity as well is, is dealing with all of the, the new pieces of information and, you know, you're constantly bombarded with different things. How do you deal with the challenges of, of, other, of people trying to say or conflicting information and, you know, basically the change that we've seen in the last year on how people look at health and how people train? Yeah. You know, the only thing that matters at the end of the day are the results you're getting. If, if the approach you're following right now whether it's keto, vegetarian, vegan, if it's giving you amazing results, like you're crushing it at the gym, you're crushing it with your boxing uh, matches and your boxing lessons, lessons, your sleep is great, your skin is great, then hey, it's working and keep doing it. But if it's not like that, then something's going on. Something is, is, is wrong here. And the body has this amazing capability to heal itself and do what you want it to do as long as we remove the interference. So what we want to find out is what's interfering with the body from it functioning the way that it was designed to function. I believe we were designed, our creator designed us to live 120 years old, at least disease-free. That's not happening. It's, it's rare for that to happen, but it's the way we were designed to be. So the problem is that we're not dying, we're killing ourselves. It's just happening so slowly that it's not being classified as a suicide. Mm -hmm. So what we wanna do is determine what are these stressors in our life? Is it toxins in our environment? Is it a high carb diet? Is it eating every two to three hours? Which by the way, if you want to age faster than anybody you know, eat every two to three hours, raise glucose and insulin, that'll do it. And that always shocks some people when I say that in my lectures, but it's the truth. Um, and, and so how do you know? Well, you look at your blood work, you see how you feel. And if you, everything looks good, then you keep doing it. Uh, that's the conviction that I have. I apply it to my clients. I get feedback from my clients and I see that it's working for me. So when you have that concrete evidence lens with yourself, with your clients, with all these testimonials, then if somebody comes up to me and says, oh, you're doing keto, you're doing fasting, you're an idiot, you're going to kill yourself. I look at them like that person looking at a bird flying and lecturing that bird on how to fly. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know anything about it. They've never done it before. So it's like them yelling at me saying I have blue hair. I'm yeah. just going to look at them like, thank you. And yeah. So it's, it's having that conviction with the results you're getting. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, you could like, if you follow any of these diets for long enough, you'll get results, but it's not necessarily going to keep you happy. And it's not necessarily the healthiest way. Right. 
but obviously like, you know, you could eat, you could eat your uh, chicken, your plain chicken breast with your plain asparagus. I've been there. Me too, man. Me too. And it's like, yeah, you'll get results, but like you got to enjoy your quality of life too. And you're going to fall off harder doing that kind of diet, you know, just from like a human perspective. But what I find difficult is that I was conditioned, you know, I played junior hockey. I was conditioned all the time. And obviously I don't believe in this anymore, but like high carbs, you know, load up on lasagnas. We'd be on the buses eating pizzas. Like, cause you, and then I get all this lactic acid and I always wonder why. And then I would eat a meal like with like eggs or like more fat stuff that I'm told to not eat, but I felt better. And I never understood. I was like, why do I feel good when I eat eggs? But I feel like shit when I eat, when I eat what I'm told to eat. Mm-hmm. And then it started to become that as well. Like I'm getting told not to eat coconut oil, told to not eat butter. Why? Why can't I have avocado? My grandpa's like, don't eat avocado. It's lots of fat. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and then now I'm realizing all this, but as an athlete, I, re- I think about the choices we made and how different that would have affected my journey. But it comes into my life now where I'm training, like we talked about off air about this boxing match that I'm training for. I'm going through rigorous training, but I still have it in my head. Like, man, I, I scared to go into one of these workouts keto because I've done keto. I lost weight from keto in, like a couple of years ago and it's amazing. I was in the zone, but I feel like I'm scared. And maybe listeners out there who are, who are in high intense sports are like, man, I'm scared to go into the battle keto because I might gas out because there has been times where I haven't been fully adapted and I've gassed out in training sessions. What are your thoughts on all this? I know that's a, it's a big one here for high intense athletes who want to, who want to go in, have the absolute best workout, yet still get the best results, cut weight, but then not sacrifice the mental clarity. And, you know, because you eat all the time. Yeah, you may have energy in the gym, but then you feel like shit. You got brain fog all day. You know, Mm -hmm. what is your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a tough one because sometimes you got to ask yourself, what is your, your goal? Is your goal to be healthy and live a long life? Yeah. Or is it to perform well in a specific uh, event you're doing? Sometimes they're not synonymous. So it, they're, they're, you got to distinguish between the two, which is fine. If whatever your goal is, is your goal. It's your, it's your personal goal. If you chose, you want both. Let's say you want, I want to do both. I want to crush it in, in boxing and I want to be in ketosis. Well, there, there is a, a transition period that your body needs to adapt to before you're able to do that. Yeah. And it's different for every person. It could take up to a year to get fully metabolically adapted where you built up this machinery. So you could go keto, all out keto and do your endurance races or your boxing matches or whatever it is. So the question to ask is, is it worth putting in that work for a year? Uh, what about up until that point? Is your performance going to sacrifice? I don't know. It, it really varies in the person. I don't see a problem with doing keto most of the time and having your carbohydrates around your workouts. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, I, I teach keto that way. And, and essentially I teach keto flexing. I don't teach staying in keto all the time. So you could just do it that way where you're having your carbs before and or after your workouts. So you're not in keto all the time and you're still getting the benefits of the carbs for your training. So there's different ways to do it. And, um, I, you know, I, it's hard to give an answer, a clear yeah. place answer there. For sure. Because like, but I mean, it's on people's mind, right? Like it's, it's as a, if you're a high performance athlete, chances are you're around our age. You were, you were sculpted into that 
mentality, right? Like, and you're high carbs and you have to have high carbs. But what I've been doing is like the targeted keto where I try and have, you know, a certain amount of carbs before just to kind of get that boost. But then I don't know, this is, this is, this is why this fascinates me because I don't even know if I needed that carb if, because I get, you know, there's keto adaption, you adapt, but like, I just, I guess worried that I don't want to get stuck in the middle of that workout and be like out of gas, even though, you know, I haven't tried it, but I think that's where a lot of concern has. And I've heard from either other, other people doing high performance that it's like a no, no to go into something like boxing keto. And I think what you're doing can kind of clarify that for people because it is possible. Yeah, it is possible. If you do it right, it's possible. I would recommend reading that book, even though it's not about boxing. It's about, um, I think endurance athletes, the art and science of low carbohydrate performance. Uh, that would be a great book to, to read and get into for, for what you're talking about here. What about your, what are your thoughts on people doing paleo and versus keto? Cause this is another big thing that people, people hear about. Right. And maybe can you clear the air to people on how you kind of, um, Maybe you like, have you experienced it or like, you know, what you, what you tell people as far as what you prefer as well, I know you prefer keto, but maybe the difference between the two of those. Yeah. My answer is going to surprise you probably because I, I believe that every diet works. Yeah. Just not long-term. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of doing a variation of diets. Yeah. So I love keto most of the time, but I personally for myself and I teach my clients to do paleo once in a while to have a day out of the week where you're feasting on high healthy carbs. Right. So I like it. I'm a fan of it. Even vegan. I, I love the vegan diet short term. Earlier this year, me and my girlfriend did 30 days of veganism because yeah. it's a great way for the plants to cleanse the inside of your body. Yeah. So all these things short term are great. Primarily we want to burn fat most of the time, not all the time. So to answer your question, I'm a fan of paleo. I like it in sprinkled in every once in a while. Yeah. My, well, my doctor, Nicholas Jensen, that you, you, you met at the, in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know he was your doctor. Yeah, man. He's a good friend of mine. We were on a yoga retreat a few months ago. Yeah. Man. Now it all makes, I love Nick. He's amazing. He's, he's a, he's the best. He's coming on the show soon too. Yes. Yes. I love that. So cool. Yeah. He's so I, I totally get it. So Dr. Pompa obviously and, and the variation and I did a six month detox with Dr. Nick, man. We did NAD we're doing NAD like twice a week. Like it was, it was, it was amazing. And I learned a lot. And just in that journey of just seeing, like, there's just so many cool things in the health, in the health space, you know? And, but I, I found it difficult. I haven't been able to do a five day fast. I haven't, Mm. what do you, have you been, do you find that it's challenging for you doing a five day or like, what can you recommend for people that want to step into fasting? Well, yeah. Well, it, somebody who wants to step into fasting, you definitely want to get keto adapted first. You want to do yeah. a little bit of some ketosis, let your body get used to bringing insulin and glucose low. It's kind of like um, you wouldn't sit on your couch for 10 years and run a marathon type of thing. So you wouldn't just be a sugar burner for most of your life and then say, I'm going to fast tomorrow. So first do some keto. It's the way I teach it. It's my first of my four pillars. Get keto adapted. And then you start with intermittent fasting. And that could be as simple as uh, you're, you're just going to have your last meal at 8 p.m. And then you finish eating and you wait until 8 a.m. the next morning to have your next meal. 12, 12 hour fast. Then you push it till 12 p.m. So you have a 16 hour uh, fasting window and you see how you feel. 
then eventually when you start doing the block fasting, you get a lot of that autophagy where your body's gonna recycle damaged cells. I, I, I show like Pac-Man going through your body, just eating up these damaged cells. Autophagy is amazing. So you get more of that. Uh, my first attempt at a five-day water fast, um, I did three days and I stopped because I was too active. I, was, I, ha I had my CrossFit gym and I was training clients and uh, you, gotta, you gotta be really chill and rest during that. So I decided to break it. I did it again earlier this year and I completed it with my Keto Camp Inner Circle and I'm actually doing a five-day fast next week, a fasting mimicking diet next week. So the, each fast you get stronger and better and better. You just want to make sure you're not too active during one of those long fasts. Yeah, I... Um, how, did, how did you feel? What happened? Oh man, it was... Uh, I started, I think I went two and a half, three days. I don't know, like Dr. Nick, like he talks about it's got to be more of like got to be a bigger thing like why are you doing this you know it's like i think it's almost if you it becomes more of a spiritual thing to actually know like hey it's good to give the rest the body a rest because you tap into a different level of consciousness when you're not digesting food but i just haven't been able to like i had hockey playoffs happen i had hockey games and active so i just it, i haven't been able to dive into it but i really want to I just, I love food and maybe that's the reason why it's been hard for me to slim down at times because those, it's the, even that window can be challenging, right? That evening window, like at eight, it's like, oh, I don't, I want to keep eating. No big deal. I'll just, I'll just go into 10 PM, you know? And you know, you have a shirt discipline. Is that discipline equals freedom? Yeah. Yeah. Jocko. Jocko. Yeah. Um, you know what? That's the thing. It takes so much discipline to do that you know how how do you develop discipline and what's your what's your what's your tools because to be able to do these kind of things takes discipline i mean you were able to lose all that weight you know like what are some of the things maybe your daily practice that you do to develop discipline yeah so some things that i do are are cues and i learned this from the book the power of habit by charles duhigg he talked a lot about cues so he gave an example in the book about this this lady who wanted to lose weight and said i'm going to run every single every single morning so she wanted to develop that healthy habit. So what she did is the night before the run, she would put her running clothes and her running shoes right there on the nightstand. So when she woke up in the morning, she didn't have to use any energy or anything. It was already set for her. It was a cue to go ahead and do it. So uh, figure out what are some cues for you. Maybe it's a photo of yourself when you were ripped and you put on your bathroom mirror and it motivates you and, and reminds you why you're doing what you're doing. Maybe it's reading about nutrition. When I, when I read about the dangers of eating too close to bed, which by the way, it's, it's bad to eat within three hours before going to bed because you increase something called reactive oxygen species and it creates a lot of oxidative stress. I read that, I'm like, oh crap, I'm not going to eat tonight. So it's like keeping these things in front of you, yeah. having a, a coach that holds you accountable, you have Dr. Nick. Um, so things like that, little tricks like that. I, like I said, after 66 days, of doing something like that, you develop this habit and it just becomes second nature. Yeah. And your insulin level naturally goes up at night, right? So the more you, and if you eat on top of that, doesn't it go up at night? Isn't it the highest? And it's, a, it's, usually, it's usually higher in the morning when you wake up because of your counter regulatory hormones. Um, with, you're probably saying you're more insulin sensitive at night. Oh well. yeah. That's probably, yeah, that's what I mean. Cause I heard yeah. that and they said, and that, that I remember just because you're, you're saying, have something that reminds you. And I remember hearing something, I think it was a podcast and somebody talked about that and I was like, oh shit, I can't eat at night now. Yeah, so what, hap what happens Lance is a lot of bad things because if your goal is to burn fat, and I'm sure a lot of people wanna lose some body fat, 
then you want to make sure you're getting good deep four stage sleep, uh, delta sleep. And most of that occurs between something called money time sleep window. Money time sleep window is an amazing concept and it's been proven through science. So it's between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. And every hour of sleep within this window is equivalent to two hours of sleep outside of this window. So you get 98% of fat burning takes place during this money time sleep window. So if you're eating too close to this window, if you're, eat, if you're going to bed at 10 to get, try, try to get this window, but you're eating at eight, your body is not gonna be able to get that deep sleep. So you're, not, you're gonna miss out on so many fat burning hormones and your brain, which shrinks in size during this window, and it has activated something called the glymphatic system. It's like a dishwasher fluid going over your brain, flushing out toxins, it's not gonna happen. So you're gonna wake up the next morning with brain fog, it's gonna take you longer to get started, and you're gonna be wondering why can I lose weight? So a lot of bad things happen when you eat too close to bed. So what's the perfect time before for people listening to stop eating before bed? How many hours? A three hour minimum. And does that mean you can't have tea? Does that mean you can't have fats? Like, is that completely fasted? What is that? Tea should be okay. Uh, like a chamomile tea, a mushroom reishi tea should be okay. Fat, um, it's not going to really raise insulin and glucose, but you still have to digest it. So I, I would stay away from that, but tea is fine. Awesome. So what are you working on now? Like what's, you know, what are you, what are you up to these days? I mean, you've already done a lot, man. You're educating your, if you guys haven't checked out his Instagram, make sure you go pause this right now and go check it out. Cause he's got awesome stuff, really amazing content. Um, and yeah, like what, what else are you working on? You know, what's, what's on the radar for you? Yeah. Thank you, Lance. It's uh, at B Benazadi. If you want to link up with me on there and you're doing amazing stuff too. I'm always inspired by you. So I have a, what's, what, I'll tell you what I'm most excited about right now. My YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is uh, it's, it's, it's growing fast and I'm putting a lot of energy into it. So if you guys go to youtube.com slash keto camp, that's camp with the K. I love you that. Could, yeah, thank you. You could subscribe to it. So I'm, I'm not talking about my personal YouTube channel. That's different. I'm talking about the keto camp YouTube channel. Subscribe to that one. I'm, I'm, I'm releasing three to four videos every week and they're, high production videos that I'm putting a lot of energy and effort and science into it. So I, I have a goal of hitting 100,000 subscribers before uh, the year's up. I started this channel last December uh, and that's what I'm working on, man. I'm really excited about that because I know, and the reason I have that number, by the way, is because I know the information that I'm sharing on there, it's, it's transformational. Anybody who watches the videos and takes action with it, they're going to change their life. And my hope is that they share it with their community, with their friends, and it just goes like wildfire because I'm on a mission to educate 1 billion people on planet earth. And this is one of the ways to get there. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, you're so as an entrepreneur, like as in your business, what do you find? What are you, some challenges that you are finding at, you know, you're creating a lot of content, but you know, a lot of people get overwhelmed by content, right? Aside from the health stuff that you're doing and the knowledge is amazing, but you have this creative side you have to have as well. You know, what are some of the struggles some of the challenges that you're facing on this journey of creating content, getting out there and, you know, you know, overload of information, all that stuff. My biggest challenge is uh, obscurity, just not enough people knowing who I am. And um, that, that's, I want to be, I want to, I want this information to be omnipresent. So that's the biggest hurdle. And, and that's why I take massive action. Like you said, I'm, I'm very active on Instagram and, uh, the creativity just flows out of me. When, 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 I, when I line up my daily actions with my highest values, when I'm living on purpose with my purpose, 
there's no uh, blockage in creativity. It just flows out of me because I'm committed to my goal. And when I commit, the creativity follows. So that's not a problem at all. My you put a camera in front of me, I'll go. You ask me a question, I'll go. It's just getting the information out in um, uh, a wide enough arena. That, that's my biggest challenge right now, the obscurity issue. Hmm. Interesting. What's, what, what do you do to prime yourself for the day? Like what's your, do you have, do you have a daily routine or, you know, what helps you, what do you know you have to have a big day and you got to get primed up? What is, what do you do? What are the actions you take? Yeah, I, I have a, a go-to morning routine and nighttime routine. The morning routine that I do is, um, first of all, my phone's always on airplane mode when I'm sleeping. When I wake up in the morning, I don't take it off airplane mode, at least for one hour. So I don't check my phone. I, I protect that time. I believe the first 30 to 60 minutes after waking up is a very precious time. Our subconscious mind is very impressionable. So if I open my phone and I, it's like playing Russian roulette, I could have an amazing text from somebody or an amazing comment from somebody or some hate. And uh, I don't want to take that chance. I want to protect my time in the morning. So I don't look at my phone. I write down, I go to the bathroom, of course, and then I come back to my bed and I write down my goals, well, I wrote down my, what I'm grateful for. I write down 10 things I'm grateful for every single morning. The magic. Yeah. Yeah, bro. It's, it's absolutely. Don't, don't even get me started on that, but I think changed my life. I love that, dude. I didn't even know you did that. Um, yeah. So I write down 10 things I'm grateful for. I do it at night as well. And then I write down, oh, and then I'll send love. I'll think about somebody who's bothering me. So that could be somebody who has, you know, when you play a bigger game on, on social media, you get hateful comments. So I think about something like that, somebody like that who said something hateful. And then I'll think about something I love, like my dog who's laying right here or my girlfriend. So I'll get that love energy and then I'll transfer it to the person who says something mean. Because I know that if I send them hateful energy, I get it right back. Our thoughts are like a boomerang. So I send love to somebody who's bothering me. Sometimes there's not a person and that's fine. And then, and then I write down my goals and present tense. So I write down, I have 100,000 subscribers for my KetoCamp YouTube channel. I'm receiving hundreds of emails every single day from people all across the world that I've helped with my work. So I write all that down as if it's already accomplished and I feel like it would feel like if it's already done. Then I go for a walk with my dog and I walk here to the, to, uh, there's a Biscayne Bay here in Bay Harbor Islands, Florida. And I do my Tony Robbins priming and I do some breathing and I do some, I move some, my arms around and then I finish my walk. And then I get back into my office here and then I make my coffee and get started with my day. Awesome, man. Do you ever, do you ever, do you, you do that consistently or do you miss days? No, I do it consistently. I haven't missed a, I haven't missed a day, at least writing my goals and gratitude in over two years. What's your coffee look like, bro? Oh yeah. So I wait an hour and a half to have my coffee, which is important because if yeah. you wait an hour and a half, you get more bang for your buck because your oh, cortisol okay. begins to drop. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know. You get, yeah, because if you have it first thing in the morning, your cortisol is already activated. So the caffeine is not going to really do much. But if you wait an hour and a half, the cortisol begins to, to drop down. And then caffeine, when you have it at that time, binds together to give you better energy. So I have Purity Coffee. Purity Coffee is my favorite coffee bean. I also like bulletproof beans in Komono Island. I make it French press. Yeah. Um, and I, I use, uh, I use uh, this company called Power Creamer, who I'm partnered with, Power Creamer. They make these amazing MCT grass-fed ghee, uh, vanilla, stevia extract, and I put that in there with some salt. I drink a salt, kind of like a salted bulletproof coffee. Um, and that's all I have until 4 or 5 p.m. in the afternoon, usually. That's my go-to. Yeah, I... What about you? Uh, man, I've been, I was drinking bulletproof, man, and it's been so part of my diet for... I remember, okay, here's a funny story. I, I moved to Australia in 2012, okay? I started drinking it 
I heard him on Joe Rogan in 2012. I bought it. They didn't have grass-fed butter. Nobody knew what the hell it was. There was like an MCT thing. So I remember just, this was like the early days. And I moved to Australia and I was asking people for grass-fed butter and people looked at me like I was an alien. So I would literally just, I would buy, I ended up finding it and I would just stir it in with my spoon and I would drink it without blending it. And then eventually like it started, I, I remember I was living with people and I was telling them about this. I ordered it from, I ordered these beans. I ordered all the stuff for it. People were like, what? Like fat in your coffee? Like I, I, people actually thought I was like insane. Like mm-hmm. the people I was living with. And it, it just became like this, this thing, this staple that just gave me super energy, super fuel through the day. I knew that if I had that, that I was indestructible for like the morning. Like it just became, but I drank it so much. And over time now I've had to take, I've had to take a step back and actually give coffee up because my, I may go back into it, but I found that I was drinking so much coffee that my entire life is starting to depend on it where I get up, I have a huge French press and then I have to time everything to like the next conversation because if I have, if I'm not prepared, then I'll crash and I'll get grumpy and then I'll get, there's all these things. And like, if I have too many before the gym, I get super tired. There's all this weird stuff that was going on. So I was like, I need to pull back on this stuff. I need to just, I've lost control of coffee. I'm going to have tea now. And now I'm on the teas. I have like, you know, the fat tea, I'll throw some butter, some whatever, make it like a latte. But I do miss that coffee. It's been almost a month now. But for me, it's just been nice to not have that real, like it started to really affect me. You know, it started to get me jittery and anxious. And, but yeah, that's, it's, I mean, it's life-changing drinking that stuff for sure. Yeah, it's great. I acknowledge you. Good for you, man. That's discipline equals freedom right there. You know, you were dependent, you realized it and you um, got away from it. It doesn't mean you're going to stop it forever. I'm sure you'll probably go back in the future, but you're, you're in control here. So I love that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's you got to know you got to know what your kryptonite is, right? Like if just cuz something is popular or you've been doing it, but it's not, if it's not I just sometimes would get I would convince myself, "Oh no, I can drink this. I'm fine. This is okay." But I just didn't feel good, you know, but most people, I mean, I've been drinking it for years. I just think coffee in general, you can't you it's is such a good tool. I don't think it's, I think you can use it in such a positive way, but can also abuse it like, like anything, right? Yeah, completely. I've seen that a lot. And even for myself, I could take a little break from it as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. So who, I, I, I'm curious for this. Like, I know you've read a lot of books and you know, you're, you're very well read, very well educated. Who do you look up to as a mentor? Like who's your, you know, Who's the one that you were like, man, I want to be like that. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that I study and women that I study in this yeah. space. Uh, Dr. Pompa, Dr. Yeah. Daniel Pompa is my, I, I, he's my coach and mentor. And uh, I look up to him. I, I value what he's doing and what he wants to uh, accomplish. And uh, he, he's so brilliant. He's a brilliant man. He, he knows a lot about detox, about cellular detox. He knows a lot about the human body. He knows a lot about toxicity. So he's somebody that I look up to. Uh, but I study so many people out there. I mean, there's there's big names out there: uh, Thomas DeLauer, Dr. Eric Berg, Dave Asprey, Ben Greenfield. I mean, I could go. Dr. Jason Fung has been a huge influence. Dr. McCullough. So there's a lot of people out there that are doing amazing work, and uh, I acknowledge every single one of them. I, I always 
watch their information. I share their information. But Dr. Papa is my my go-to. I, I I believe he's the most brilliant person in the health space. Yeah, I did his cellular detox. It was it was epic, man. His the brain phase. I remember it was just like wow, total brain fog. It was it was tough to go through, but it it, it helped. It was it was amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. You get healthy at a cellular level. You know, sometimes it's you get a little bit worse before you get better, and that sounds like what happened with you. But once you get through that, it's uh, transformational. Yeah, man. Awesome, bro. Again, where can everybody find you? I want to make sure that uh, it's nice and clear for everybody to check you out and you know, work, to follow you wherever you're going. Yeah. Um, so the two places to follow me would be on YouTube, youtube.com slash keto camp. That's camp with the K. And then Instagram, I'm at the Benazadi, which is my name, T-H-E Benazadi. And then I also want to give your listeners and viewers a gift. If you're interested about keto, if you're interested about fasting and you want a free uh, ebook, I have a, a book called The Keto Kickstart Guide. So if you go to www.ketokickstartguide.com, you get that free 12-page ebook. It'll teach you how to get fat adapted and then how to do fasting the right way. And I want to give that to anybody who wants to uh, take action with that. Awesome. I really appreciate that. We'll have that in the show notes. I... Um... One thing I like to always ask everybody towards the end of the show is just, I, I don't like to have a scripted show. I like to just kind of roll with it, but there's one staple question I always ask and it's what is one tip that you can give people to overcome adversity in their life to go on to become successful, whatever adversity they may be going through. Yeah, that's a great question. The one tip I would give is that, there's no circumstance on the outside of us that's ever gonna help us or hurt us. It's what's on the inside that counts. So you gotta have a strong mental six pack. If you have that, nothing could bother you. Nothing could interfere with what you wanna accomplish because it's all on the inside. Anything you want on the outside starts on the inside. And when you start to change on the inside, everything on the outside starts to change too. So I recommend doing some inner size, work on your inside have a coach, have a mentor, read books, learn from people who have done things that you want to do and do what they did <laughs> and stay consistent and just work on your work on your mindset and everything else on the external will take care of itself. Amazing, man. So much value. I really appreciate you coming and hanging out with us, man. Well, hey, Lance, uh, I, I want to thank you, dude. And what you're doing, I acknowledge you, my friend, for the con you're, you're consistent with your content. Your Instagram is amazing. Your podcast is awesome, high production. And I could tell that you value what you do so much. So you're doing great work for your community. If you guys have not rated this show or reviewed it yet, I recommend you do it because he's putting in so much effort. So rate this show, review it, and give Lance some love. And I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Oh, man. Thanks so much for that. Yeah, it's... Uh... You just got to go with what, uh, you, you know, what your heart is doing, what, where it wants to go. And you got to put, it's, there's, there's so many things in life that you go through and you just got to, I'm realizing you got to go with what's your, what you're, what you're meant to do, you know, with your purpose and you got to find that. And I just feel like, you know, connecting with people like yourself and having these conversations, you know, whether there's all sorts of different adversities and different things that people go through in life and being able to get that lesson out and to share, like, I mean, and to be able to give that so that somebody may be affected and, and change a decision or do something, you know, not go through suicide or not make these crazy decisions because they're inspired by the conversation is just so, so important. So again, 
Thank you, man. You guys, make sure you check him out. I'm not kidding you. He's got some of the best content I've ever seen. He's really, it's informative, interactive, and you got to check it out right now. So, Ben Azadi, thanks so much for joining the show, bro. And uh, we look forward to seeing what you create, man. Thank you, Lance. Hope you guys got some value out of that. Awesome episode. Make sure you check out Ben. He's got some really wicked videos. Um, I gravitated towards him when I saw, well, we're, we're connected obviously through a couple of mutual friends, but when I see his videos, I, I was just like, wow, this guy is really, really good at what he does. So um, he's got some really clear, concise videos that I really enjoy, and I'm sure you will too. So make sure you go check that out and follow Ben and follow him on Instagram, follow him on LinkedIn, follow him all the stuff and go check out his YouTube channel. I love and appreciate you guys. Have an amazing day. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.